Hi everyone, I'm Sarah, your host for the Learning to Sit Still podcast. I hope you are doing well at the start of this month. It's hard to believe that we have already moved into February after January was just here and now it's in the past, but time really does seem to fly in an instant. Today's topic is something that has been on my mind for a while and I felt that it is something needed, but I want to begin with a story. Years ago, I went to the dollar store and took a glance at their DVDs. Now, we all know that the dollar store is not the best place to grab a well-done film. Usually, it's all the wannabes and failure films that end up there, or the most boring documentaries. But my eye happened to read a title called Paper Dream, and I got excited because I recognized it from the list of Christian films that I had wanted to see, and for a dollar, I couldn't go wrong, right? I must confess, I watched it as soon as I was able to, and I was not disappointed. It was the best dollar I ever spent in my life. In fact, I was almost in tears at the end because the message was so powerful and unexpected. The film opens with a young girl standing in front of her class holding a piece of paper where she had drawn what she wanted to be when she grew up. There was a little house with a fence a man and a woman surrounded by three children, all in simple stick figures, of course. The girl proudly announces that when she grows up, she wants to be a wife and a mother. As she tells the class, the screen shows us the real version of a grown-up woman, her husband, a lovely home in the background, and three children. But then the camera pulls back And you see a van getting ready to pull out of the driveway and hear the conversation between the woman and the other woman in the passenger seat as they talk about her babysitting the children. Yes, that's right. The children were not hers, but her sisters. She was happy to babysit her nieces and nephews again. I have to say that was a pretty startling opening to the movie, but it was so good. You soon learn that Christy, the little girl, all grown up, and her husband, Matt, have not been able to have children, though try as they might. They have sought help through various doctors, but nothing has changed. They are still without a child. Her paper dream has yet to be fully realized. At this point in the story, Christy also finds out that her sister is expecting her fourth child. Not the easiest news in the world to take in, but she does the best she can. Matt and Christy finally make the choice to pursue adoption and begin their journey nervous but excited. Finally, they get the news that there is a young girl who has chosen them to be the parents of her child, who is due in about five months. They go home ecstatic and immediately begin the wonderful task of preparing their home to receive their blessing. Books are bought and read on the topic of newborns, clothes, toys, furniture, necessities are all purchased. Soon the nursery was even complete, decorated in all things blue and sports, since they had just learned their baby was a boy, which meant they could officially settle on a name, Levi. And they were given a copy of the ultrasound picture, a perfect profile shot of their little love. Soon after, they receive a call from the adoption agency asking them to come by the office. When they arrive, they were told as gently as possible that the mother had chosen another option for her child. Though not uttered, it is implied that she chose to have an abortion instead. At this point in the film, your heart breaks for the young couple as they go home in silence. 
Days later, Christy, in near anger, cries out why. Why would God allow this to happen? Why should someone who doesn't want a child be given one while someone who desperately wants one more than anything else be denied? Her husband bravely makes the comment, maybe that's your problem. Matt asks her if she remembers how they first met. It was at VBS as he was pulling into the church parking lot. She was doing craft time with the children and was covered in purple paint. He said he fell in love with that purple girl because he saw the joy and passion she had about teaching those little children of God and his word. Her husband then says something powerful. I miss that. Meaning the girl who loved God more than anything else. Later, when Christy sees that Matt still has the ultrasound picture of little Levi tucked inside his Bible, she asks that while they know God is good and in control, how can he look at it and believe? His response was powerful. How can you not? I don't know why this had to happen, but it shouldn't change anything. He is still God. At that climatic moment, their phone goes off and they learn that Christie's brother-in-law, Steve, married to her very pregnant sister, was in an accident. They rush to the hospital to find that he died. Christie rushes to find her sister, who is sitting on the floor of the hospital bathroom in tears, and she utters the same word Christie had earlier. Why? And as she heard her sister utter her own thoughts out loud, she came to a conclusion, one that moved me greatly by the simplicity of that message. Listen to what she says. God doesn't owe us an explanation about anything. He's God. He never promised we'd get the life we always wanted, but he does promise to be with us, no matter what happens. At the funeral, after Steve has been buried, Christy notices that her niece has a drawing with her, and she compliments her on it. Her niece says that she misses her dad, and her aunt offers her some amazing advice. She says, sometimes, life doesn't turn out the way we pictured it. So, we have to give our picture over to God and let him draw us a new one. Her niece then asks, how do we know he is going to draw us something good? To which Christy responds, because God is good. I don't know why he lets bad things happen, but I know he loves us and he will never leave us. I guess we just have to trust him. Now, you will have to watch the film for yourself to find out how it ends. If you do look in my show notes, however, you'll find a little surprise link that takes you to YouTube where you can watch it for free. But today, I want to talk about your paper dream and mine. I would say that most of us are living a life far from the one we dreamed about as children. When Christy shared her paper dream with her class, I immediately related to that because that was me. When I was little and people asked me what I wanted to be when I grew up, I would always say a wife and a mother. I longed to have a family of my own to care for and nurture and love, to make memories in the kitchen baking cookies, to have adventures in the backyard and tuck my children in at night after reading them a bedtime story. My shelves are full of children's books, but that is not my life. I want to be fully transparent with you because I believe there is someone out there who needs me to be. It's hard. To have lived all your life holding on to that paper dream, one that is a good one, 
and see others receive what you have longed for is not easy, but can I remind you of what Matt emphasized? More than anything else. When I heard those words for the first time, it shocked me because it was the hard truth. Had I let this paper dream, a dream I created, become more important than God? Had I allowed its unfulfillment to cause me to believe an untruth about God? You see, just like Christy, our man-made dreams of what we think our life has to be has the power to alter our view of God. We think that because it is a good thing, we are entitled to it, and when we don't get it, we become discontent and miserable. My friend, that is a dangerous place to be in and makes us vulnerable to Satan's attack because we are not grounded in truth but lies. Our idea of how our life is supposed to be can lead us to disappointment in God, disappointment over something he never promised us. I love what Christy said to her niece. We need to give our picture over to God and let him draw us a new one. That's surrender. That is someone saying, God, I want what you want, not what I want. You are in control of my life. You created me for a purpose and only you know what my life should look like. I believe this is such a beautiful illustration, one that has stayed with me all these years. I also want to make another little side note. When she said, make us a new one. I know there are some of you that feel you can't have a new one because you have made such a mess of your life. But can I tell you, that's impossible. God is one who loves to give second chances. He is the one who can restore and make all things new. All you have to do is give him your picture. You see, God will never yank it out of your hand. He patiently waits until we are ready to let go to come to him and release what's in our hands so he can fill it with something new. Sometimes, maybe often, we are like the little girl, afraid to let go of our drawing out of fear that his will not be as good. But remember, he is good. That is who he is and he cannot change. We can completely trust him and release our dreams knowing that his are so much better than any we could draw. So I have a question for you. Will you join me in releasing your paper dream? Yes, I said join me because I still have one or two that I haven't fully released. I told you I wanted to be transparent. I do want to say, however, that it's okay to cry about them. Not an angry or resentful cry, but one of a little sadness. For the single girl who needs to release her paper dream of being married, it's okay to cry. For the wife who needs to release her paper dream of having children, it's okay to cry. Tears are a gift. They are part of the process of letting go and are necessary. So don't be afraid to cry. I do want to say that we don't need to stay there. Tears are a step in the process, not a state of being for us to reside in. If you're like me, you may want to even write out your paper dream and then write your prayer of surrender to God. Sometimes writing it out helps to give closure. So grab your favorite beverage, some paper, and find a quiet place to write it all out. Also, if you feel comfortable, find a friend. Friends are one of God's most precious gifts to us. Ask them out for a coffee date or meet somewhere quiet like the park and share your heart with them. Let them cry with you and pray over you. Dreams are not a bad thing, but when they consume us, they have taken over a place that only belongs to God. We are to love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, and mind. Every fiber of our being should love God. 
and that means nothing else should come first. Even good dreams. So my friend, can I gently challenge you to examine your own heart to see if there is anything in there that has taken first place over God? Remember that we can trust God with everything, including your paper dreams, because his are always better. How can we be sure? Because he is good. He is our heavenly father and incapable of being anything but good. His intentions are always for good and we can trust him. Is this a simple process? Not always. That's why this podcast is called learning to sit still. It's something we learn to do. We have to choose to let go and be still before the Lord to release control of our life and let him take charge. I promise that when you sit still as his daughter, you will be given a peace that passes all understanding and never will regret your decision. And with that, I want to wrap up today's episode. Do you have a paper dream that you need to release to God? I would love to pray with you about it. You can message me on social media or visit my website, sitstillmydaughter.com. Don't be afraid to give your paper dreams to God. He loves you more than anyone else and knows you like no one else, which means he understands your needs. Sometimes when we finally let go of our paper dreams, God draws us a new one that looks similar to the old one. I have many friends that shared a story like that, but sometimes he doesn't. And that's okay because he is good. Please don't ever forget that God is always good. Believe it. Rest in it. And I hope, my friends, you have a wonderful day. And remember to sit still because it is in the quiet place that we know him. Mm -hmm.